We are coming in hot. The podcast. Welcome to Coming in Hot. Thank you live from Airplay Beats for the intro music. We are recording live from Darling New Media Studios in Midtown Sack. Welcome to season two of Coming In Hot with Chef Cease. And before I get started here, people out there that already subscribe, please tell your friends, please tell your family, please tell your dogs, everybody that's in the house to subscribe to Coming In Hot with Chef Cease. It's an interesting conversation every single Thursday. Now, to the queen. We got the queen in the house. The queen of Sacktown desserts. We got <laughs> my friend. We talked before this thing. I got a little insight about her, but we got the queen of beignets in the building. We got Jamie of Spider Monkey Studios at Art and Fair Mall in the building or on Zoom. What up, Jamie? <laughs> Hey, Chef. How you doing? I'm all right. How How's it been? Where are you at right now? Are you like the back seat of where? I'm actually in the driver's seat of my truck, <laughs> sitting outside of Arden Fair Mall. Okay. I never stops. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> we're going to get started with, um, you know, just your background here. And one thing before we get started, I was... I was out and I, you know, I'm always like in Sacramento, I'm always texting, DMing people like, Hey, you know, like you want to come on the show. And this lady is somewhere like I was DMing people and they're like, no, you need Jamie on. And I was like, well, yeah, we'll get to her, but you know, let's, let's, let's do you. No, you gotta get Jamie. I'm getting DMs from everybody. You know who should come on coming in hot? Jamie. (laughs) At this point, I didn't know you and I didn't know who you were. So I started digging and then I crossed paths with you at Foodie Land in Berkeley. You and Dennis came up, you know, we chopped it up a little bit and, you know, great beignets. I know you do way more than that, but (laughs) beignets is your thing now. And we'll get to that a little bit later. But let's start with where are you from, Jamie? Sacramento, born and raised. Sacramento proud, baby. All right. What well, what part of Sac? Um, mostly South Sac, actually. Um, I spent a lot of time growing up in Oak Park and Green Haven. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and now I'm a Midtown child. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, big time in Midtown. So, how was it growing up in South Sac? Um, I'll say what what around the nineties. Uh, yeah, I was born in nineteen eighty. Okay, me too. Yeah. So, but it's been cool. I love Sacramento. I don't know that many people from Sacramento who love Sacramento as much as I love Sacramento, but I really love it. The trees, the, um, you know, it's very neutral here Mm -hmm. um, in pretty much every aspect, weather and everything. I do not like cold weather. And so, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Sacramento weather is good. I like the heat. It's dry heat. Mm-hmm. It's got all the trees and it's a nice city. Yes, it's a great city. And yeah. but you know, one thing when I was growing up, and I don't know if it was the same with you, I always wanted to get out of Sacramento. I was always, you know, I came up, you know, everybody always talking about it's a cow town and this and that. <laughs> and, you know, I left for for a few years and 
you know, I came back because this is, this is my home, you know, this is where everybody was. So is it the same for you? You tight knit family? Like, yeah, give it, give us the background. I do have a very close family. A lot of my family is in Los Angeles. Um, my immediate family, like my mom and dad, my sister, one of my brothers are still here in Sacramento. So, you know, my nieces and nephews are here Mm -hmm. and I just love Sacramento. I don't really see myself trying to escape Sacramento. If I'm going to escape anything, it would be like just the cost of living for California. Mm. But if I could take Sacramento with me, to another state, I will take it. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if I'll be here forever. Mm-hmm. I might. I mean, I don't know that I won't be. But you know, I love Sac. Well, I, well, I, hey, I see you. I, I see what you're doing, and I see the moves that you're making. You might, you might be out out of Sacramento sooner than later with those delicious <laughs> beignets. So, you know, like let's let's talk about your journey here. You know, so you grow up in South Sac. You know, uh, move move the Green Haven. You know. Um, so, so you was moving on up if you're going from Oak Park to Greenhaven. <laughs> so, so, you know, how did you get, what were you doing or was baking always a passion? Is it something that you just, you know, did after high school? Did you, you know, have you been working in the kitchen for, for forever? Like, like yours truly here? Like, <laughs> it's the only thing I could do, Jamie. So that's, that's why I've been in the kitchen forever. So what was your journey like into, you know, the, the baking arena of, of the kitchen? Well, so when I was 15 and a half, my first job was at Baskin Robbins. And I was a super scooper. All right. And, <laughs> and I learned how to do ice cream cakes there. Okay. And then um, I was there for about three or four years or so. Mm-hmm. And then I was out of food. I worked for a bank. I did finished carpentry. I was a finished carpenter for a while. I illustrated children's books. Um, I did like, I painted help paint murals. Um, like I did a whole bunch of artsy stuff, anything that I could get my hands on. I did. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until, um, I was maybe 23 ish. (laughs) I don't remember, but I started working at a local grocery store. I don't want to say the name because I don't know if I can or not. No, you can. We, Nobody's listening okay, to Nugget this. Market. All right, Nugget Market. All right. I worked for Nugget Market for a few years um, as a production decorator, and I got really good at it. That's a very and fancy I, name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that's what it was. I didn't bake. Yeah. Um, the, all the cakes came in from a production bakery, and all I had to do was decorate it. Okay. So, um. So I did that for a few years, but like as a child or growing up as a teenager and stuff, baking was never a passion of mine. I didn't like it. I didn't Mm -hmm. have the patience for it. I burned everything (laughs) and I was like, this sucks. I'm not doing it. Um, But um, once I learned how to decorate at Nugget, it was fun. Okay. You know, I did that. And then um, around what time was the Nugget market? It was around 2010, like between 2007 and 2010. Okay. 
Yeah. So I guess I was 27. Okay. And then, um, let's see, after I, I guess my artistic abilities outgrew Nugget Market, um, I didn't intend on being a cake artist. Um, I thought I was just going to go do something else. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe you'll get a state job like everybody else in Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> Those parents be pushing you to them state jobs. Why, yeah. why don't you just go work for the state? <laughs> <laughs> right. Get you a good job, some benefits, mm-hmm. some retirement. Yeah. But it's a um, simple way. Yeah. There's, there's something in us that, you know, we, we just like the punishment. <laughs> but I was at like Target and I don't remember who it was, but I was in the parking lot and someone, I heard my name from across the um, parking lot. And they were like, Jamie. And I was like, hi, what did I do? And they were like, we need a cake. And I was like, oh, I don't do cake. <laughs> they were mm-hmm. like, no, yeah, we need you to do a cake because they would always come to me when I was at Nugget. And um, so, you know, she asked five times and I only said no four. And um, I made her cake mm-hmm. and it kind of snowballed from there. And what, what was funny because I didn't know how to bake. I mm-hmm. had to learn how to bake at that point. Okay. Um, and what are you what are you doing to learn? Are you picking up just any book? Are you reading the back of packages? Like how are we getting to to you know bake cakes? YouTube University. There you go. Is Tell. what what I uh researched to learn. And you know, taking some of the knowledge that I knew from working at Baskin Robbins and Nugget Market. Mm-hmm. Um when you are doing production, it's a lot different than when you are remaking your auntie's favorite cake recipe Mm -hmm. um when you have one person wanting your auntie's cake it's easy to do Mm -hmm. when you have 500 people wanting your auntie's cake you don't have to figure out how to simplify that recipe Mm -hmm. so um you know using um doctored mixes and stuff like that i was able to actually create a system which is more important than the recipe Mm -hmm. Yep. I was able to create a system um for production for Spider Monkey that allowed me to um execute large numbers of custom cakes. And where where are you where are you making these this production line? Are are you renting out a kitchen? Are you uh you know what 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 are we doing to what what are we doing here? I was a cottage baker and I had a six hundred square foot apartment. <laughs> Hey, everybody out there, cottage baker means she's baking in her apartment. From home, yes. With the permission of the county. With the see, some people don't do that. Yours truly. When you're just starting out, you know, sometimes you ask for forgiveness before you ask for permission. Yes. You talk, talk to my <laughs> wife at these beginning days of uh, Nash and Proper. Oh, man, I almost got kicked out of my damn house. <laughs> man, I'm telling you. But, um, you know, I ended up doing, uh, I got up to like third, 25 to 30 orders per weekend was my average. Okay. And by orders, that's not just 25 to 30 cakes. An order could be a two-tier cake with two dozen cupcakes, two dozen pretzel rods, two dozen cookies, because they want the whole uwa, right? Yeah. They want the whole dessert table. 25 people. This is a week? 
in one week, in one week. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, 25 to 30 people. Where were and you so, storing all this stuff? Hold on. We're in a 600 square foot apartment. Mm-hmm. So, this is the whole apartment. This ain't the this ain't the kitchen. This is no. the whole apartment. It was the kitchen, the dining room, and the living room was all production space in my apartment. Wow. And my daughter's room was her room, and my <laughs> room was my room. <laughs> but the rest of the apartment was a production space. Okay. And so, and then you, of course, have to be very strategic because, um, like the cakes, you can't leave cakes out for days because they'll get moldy. So mm-hmm. you got to bake first, freeze the cakes, and then do your deck, your, your little doodads that go on the stuff. You can do your cookies and all the stuff that's, um, you know, chocolate dipped. You can do those all ahead of time. But, um, it was, it's a real juggling act trying to do that much stuff in that small of a space. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I was able to pull it off for a few years there, actually, um, and grew my clientele. And so when did you, so you went from Nugget Market and so 2007, the, the year 2000, when, when did you start the cottage baking after Nugget or what, were you still at Nugget and doing your baking on the side? No, I never did anything on the side while I was at Nugget because it wasn't something that I intended to do. Mm. Yeah, so... It was just the lady seeing you in the parking lot. Yep, and it was maybe three months or so after Nugget Market. Okay. And um, when I did my first cake, and it was, um, you know, I don't know. It was just kind of one of those things that, I mean, it was art. And then, of course, uh, having a background in carpentry and stuff like the building and all that was cool and Mm -hmm. you know so I was able to actually use all of the skills that I developed over the years for cake okay it was fun Mm -hmm. so I didn't feel like I was wasting anything um by doing that so you you were just all cakes all the time there was no other job there was nothing you're just all in on Spider Monkey in the apartment, and that was it. For the most part, yeah. Well, you're getting enough orders, goddamn, like 25 to 30 orders a week. In a, well, I, I'm still trying to, like, because, you know, like, I'm doing biscuits this week. We got dying downtown this week. Um, uh-huh. So I'm just doing biscuits there, like, outside of my outside of my um you know regular menu and I'm all over the place so <laughs> you know, this system had to be tight frog yeah. ass tight yeah and it, it grew to that like because I had lots of weeks that like sometimes I had like whole months that I didn't have any orders mm-hmm. and I was like okay um sister got rent to pay mm-hmm. so yeah and, you know, I have my daughter um, and that's the reason why I chose to do cake from home because I didn't want to have to put my daughter in daycare. I wanted to raise my child. Mm. Um, and it was, although I spent a lot of time in the kitchen and, you know, but at least we were home together. But like, you're there with her. Yes. School. Yeah. So that was really important to me. But there were some weeks and some months that it was like, um, where the orders at? Yeah. And um, but one thing that I do know is um, 
if you commit to something, mm-hmm. um, the Lord will always bless what you are committed to. Mm-hmm. If you say, okay, this is what I'm going to do and I'm not going to waver. Yep. Um, you know, it, he's going to come through. And he, there are a lot of times that he did because it would be like the 31st of the month. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to pay rent in just a couple of days. And then I get that one phone call. It's my baby's third birthday and we going all out and we need everything, uh, cookies, pretzel, right? We spending, dropping like mad cash on the third birthday party. And I'm like, why? But thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask any questions. People out there with catering because I have, you know, like I, I have a whole staff and I'll, I always tell them when they ask, why are they doing this for a two-year-old? Why do you care? Why do you care? We still getting paid. If you want to throw this extravagant and pay me 10 grand to come out to a two, you know, two-year-old birthday party, I'm the two-year-old food truck king. If you want, <laughs> I, will, I will bring a food truck. I'll be making corn dogs. I'll do whatever you guys want. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's the money pay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, you know, this is this is very impressive. And anybody that's listening out there that she's doing, she was doing something totally amazing, 25, 30 orders a week. That is insane for <laughs> baking out of a home kitchen. But yeah. like you said, there are those slow times. So what were you doing to survive during those slow times? Or was it just, you know, give it to God, something to come in on that 30th? Like what, what were you, what were you doing outside of this? Because this is, this is a fantastic story here, Jamie. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I would take like seasonal jobs because usually at the end of the year during the holidays, it would slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, like January, especially it was like really slow. So I would do like a seasonal job at the mall. Like I did Armani exchange one year mm-hmm. and that was probably the worst one ever. Mm. I got like some really cute clothes out of it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like they hired 200 people. And mm-hmm. so everybody got like four hours a week. Mm. And I was like, what am I going to do with four hours a week? Yeah. So um, then, you know, after doing that, I realized that was not helping mm-hmm. at all. So it was really, it was just a hustle, making sure I'm on top of everything, anything that was new, all the trends, anything somebody may have wanted, I knew how to do it Mm -hmm. and I learned how to do it. And, you know, it was, I never, I never had to like ask somebody else to pay my rent or borrow money or any of that. Mm -hmm. It was, I don't, I don't know other than the Lord Mm -hmm. how it all came together, but it did, but I was just hard headed and relentless, and I was like, "No, this is gonna work." And it's just you. It's just you and your daughter. No, no husband, no boyfriend. Like this, is you and your daughter. Nah, see, you know what? And it's so funny. Like I've been literally single for ten years mm. <laughs> or more, doing this by myself, and I always thought, um, "No, that's okay." One. Someone will come along, you know, mm-hmm. to help out, and, you know, but I never, um, like, it was never like I had that 
significant other to help me build this mm-hmm. and it was difficult and yeah um, but I would like like because like people that I would date they would be like oh no I'm gonna give you your space because mm-hmm. I respect your business and mm-hmm. I'm like what the heck is that how <laughs> 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 much you come help with this business yeah <laughs> yeah but I mean, you know, obviously, again, the Lord has a plan for me and, you know, I'm, I don't kick against it because who knows? I mean, that person may have changed my whole trajectory mm-hmm. and I'm true that I've been here today. True that. So, you know, yeah, you got mad. the you got the get up and go mentality. And that, when, I, when I say get up and go, because people ask me all the time, how do you do what you do? You got two restaurants, you got the commissary, you got three food trucks. And I tell everybody I get up and I go. You know, like, I don't know what's going to happen. We're in the restaurant industry. You know, like, right now, what we're going through with the staff shortages, first we have the staff shortages, then we get the staff, and then we have half staff out with COVID. You know what I mean? So you get up and you fucking go. You know what I mean? I have the last two weeks literally covered someone's shift every day. Yeah. Yes. For one reason or another, um, yeah. they either they don't feel well or someone in their family had COVID. So they were exposed or, you know, they just don't feel like coming to work. Like we get those two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's sorry. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really uh, it's, it's tough. It really and you have to be committed to it. And so like people ask me all the time, well, what are you doing on such such a day? Like, hell if I know. I mean, <laughs> I honestly don't know what I'm doing this afternoon. Yes. I, it just depends on, you know, what phone call comes through. Yeah, there's there's no plans. There's no mm-hmm. plan anymore. It's just, you know, get up and go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, um, all right, transitioning, you know, from cakes and then all of a sudden, you know, we got, we got the spider monkey doing the cakes and then beignets fall out of the sky like how do we get from the 600 square foot apartment baking you know 25 to 30 orders and boom now we're doing beignets so after a while doing cake um my my hands kneading fondant and all that they got really tired and like I would have aches and pains and I didn't know, you know, why I would just wake up and my finger would be throwing up gang signs. <laughs> a lot on my uh, joints. And so um, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to do something else because this is not sustainable. This business is going to live and die with me. Mm-hmm. And I need to create something that I can pass on. Um, or that I can train someone else to do so that I can make money without having to do the work. And so um, I was trying to figure out how to transition. And I had no idea because people just wouldn't let me. (laughs) 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 But then, um, you know, COVID. Mm-hmm. COVID hit and parties canceled. And, you know, I was like, okay, wait, I'm I'm free. Mm -hmm. I can do something else. Um, and, um, so then I discontinued, uh, well, attempted to discontinue custom cakes, but I was still doing custom cakes. Um, but I added cream cakes, which was an entire, uh, like 40 plus flavors of layered cream cakes. And those took off like gangbusters. People love them. 
Um, and then Baketopia called on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, hey, we checked out your Instagram. Your cakes look amazing. Mm-hmm. We would love to have you on the show. Um, you should apply. So I applied and then um, went on the show. I won my episode mm-hmm. and then came home and was like, okay, that's it. I got nothing else to prove to anybody. <laughs> so, all right. So take me through this journey of the HBO Max Baketopia because somebody that's been on Food Network a couple times, I, people think it's glamorous. Let me. Let, that, I want to. I want to hear your story because you won. I always lose, so you won. So it might be a different trajectory that you had afterwards. So so take me through it. HBO Max calls. Well, probably the two casting ladies call, right? Well, yeah, yeah. They first they DM'd me on Instagram, and then they called, and we did the Zoom interview and all of that. And um, then they were like, "Okay, we really like you. We're gonna put you in our final, um, you know, pick." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay." And they're like, "Well, we'll be in touch." And I was like, "Sure." And mm-hmm. then <laughs> it was a few months. And when I tell you, Cecil, nothing ever happens easy for me i don't know how it happens for everybody else but for me there's always an obstacle course Mm -hmm. and i'm so used to it till i don't even realize it was an obstacle course until after it's over (laughs) but (laughs) but they called some months passed and then they called again and was like okay so we're about to get ready for filming um can you please um set these dates for december aside Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. this was in like november when they called what year is this this was 2020 Mm. and so they in november 2020 they called asked me to set the dates and then i was like okay cool so i called my boss because i do actually work for the state i did end up getting a state job okay (laughs) 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 so which that happened during the well actually right before the pandemic okay um, which was also a blessing Mm -hmm. because i had no idea pandemic was going to hit and i would need the income from Mm -hmm. the state but Mm -hmm. you know some of you god is good yes but I called my boss and was like, okay, I'm going to need these dates off possibly in December. She was like, okay, no problem. And then um, they called me back like maybe an hour later mm-hmm. and was like, hey, Jamie. Um, and funny enough, I was on my way dropping off a cake. Okay. <laughs> they, called they were like, hey, Jamie, crazy thing. How do you like crazy? And I was like, uh, crazy school, why? And so then she was like, Well, we were thinking maybe if you can come down this weekend. Oh wow. And I was like, uh, mind you, it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and I have 10 cake orders mm. that are gonna be due. And I'm like, um, sure, I can make it this weekend. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. And then she was like, okay, great. So we're going to set an appointment for you to take two COVID tests on Friday. And then if you can drive down on Saturday and be here by 10 a.m., that would be great. You better send me a flight. (laughs) (laughs) I finished the 10 orders. Okay. Got the uh, COVID test done on Friday. And then 
by 4 a.m. Saturday, I was on the road to SoCal. Wow. And got there, met the other people that were going to be on my episode, didn't know I wasn't supposed to meet them because they were all standing <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> and so I was like, hey, are you guys here? <laughs> <laughs> so um we quarantined uh we you know then uh, for two days quarantine hotel and then we were shooting for maybe four days okay and it was fun it was great like i didn't go to lose so mm-hmm. it was never like a thing of nerves for me and mm-hmm. i wasn't nervous um but i, I went very confident mm-hmm. i want to say i listened to um beyonce the entire time I was there. Okay. That the Lion King soundtrack, the gift. Okay. That that soundtrack got me through everything. I was like, whatever. I got this. Yeah. And it was four days of shooting. Is it just like a a season or was this just one episode that you guys did? This was one episode. Oh wow. Yeah. Four days. And yeah. Well, and it would have been just three, but I won. So I had to do the winning interview thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's cool. But I loved it. And, you know, the lady, when she was interviewing me, she was like, you don't seem very competitive. Like, do you feel like you're coming to win? Or I was like, well, I'm not coming to lose. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't sound competitive because I already know I'm going to win. Oh, I'm there you go. Cheerleader. Yep. That second place person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you go. Yes. But first place, I mean, like the winner is me. And mm-hmm. I, there were two challenges on the show and I won both the challenges. Okay. It was a cookie challenge and a sculpted cake challenge. And I won them both. You oh, know, wow. Okay. Check it out. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, tell, tell the people out there listening, what, what episode like, uh, Baketopia, what, what episode six. Okay. Baketopia HBO max. And it's only one, one, uh, season or they did multiple seasons. Nah, there's only one season right now. Well, there's only one to look at, right? Episode six. There you go. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh let's get back to <laughs> that was great. Uh, <laughs> All right, so let's get back to the beignets. Where'd the beignets come from? Okay, so after uh get home from Baketopia officially uh discontinue all the custom stuff and the cream cakes um were continuing, but um I would go and help uh renegade dining at okay. their pop-up. Uh, Dennis and, and uh, Eric, right? Dennis and yeah, Chef Dennis and Chef Eric. Were okay, Renegade shout Dining. out, shout out to them because their food is bomb. Mm-hmm. If you ever see Renegade anywhere, ask for ask for look. I'm just saying, Renegade Dining's food is ridiculous. Chef Eric is a whiz with recipes and menus, like. I call him the rain man of menus. Mm. <laughs> He's like his flavors and everything. I mean, the two of them are, are magic yes. together in the kitchen. Um, but I will go and help them with their pop-ups and stuff. And um, then um, someone who would frequent the pop-ups, uh, the Ecklers, they ask, hey, do you make beignets? Because um, they love Louisiana. Mm-hmm. They go all the time. And I was like, I mean, there's really nothing I can't make. I guess I could make some beignets. And so I tried it a couple times. And then I was like, I have no idea what this is actually supposed to taste like. Mm-hmm. I know how to follow a recipe, but I don't know. 
So then a few days later, my sister and I were like, hey, let's go to Louisiana. (laughs) So we went, stayed in the French Quarter and ate as many beignets as we could find. And Mm -hmm. then um, I came home and wrote a recipe. And um, then we started with the pop-ups and then we did um, festivals and the Tower Bridge Dinner. And now we're in Arden Mall. All right, so he, he just glanced past. Oh, I just came back and I just made this recipe. <laughs> People out there, it ain't that easy. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I've, I've written several. You, I can't tell you how many pounds of dough has been thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried every flour. I'm like, okay, I don't know if I should use bread flour, AP flour, self-rising flour. Like, I've tried all the flowers, mm-hmm. tried all the, but you know what? The thing is, um, a lot of people are afraid to throw something away mm-hmm. and start over. Mm-hmm. And when you're developing a recipe, don't get so emotionally attached to that recipe that you're not willing to change it mm-hmm. because you can always improve on it. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's just what I did. I was like, you know, and then someone would say, "Oh no, this no, don't throw it away." I'm like, whatever, throw it away. Start over. <laughs> like, I didn't care. Yeah, but it's so funny. Um, like when you talk to people about recipes, um, I always say when my book comes out, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that I'm gonna write eventually one of these days. Um, one of the chapters is going to be named the fear of unsalted or the fear of salted butter mm. that's what's because i'm telling you right now so many people are afraid of salted butter why <laughs> why why do you say salted butter because i'm i'm one of those people it's not that i'm afraid i I'm a big salt guy. Like I love salt. Like if you taste my food, like yeah. goddamn, you know. <laughs> and I'm and I'm unapologetic about it too. But you should be when <laughs> I I just like my fingers to put the salt in. Why do you say people are afraid of salted butter? Because most people who bake mm-hmm. and bake with unsalted butter. Mm-hmm. And you say, this will be good if you use salted butter. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you the first words that come out of their mouth is, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. They always they always start with that. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid it'll be too salty. Mm-hmm. Or I'm afraid it's going to be this or that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you scared of? If you don't like it, throw it away and make it over. Like, <laughs> it's not that big a deal. Yeah. It's so funny to me, like how many people, but for me, to me, I think that that's a mentality mm-hmm. that holds a lot of people back, even with their business. Like you're afraid of uh, irrational things. Like mm-hmm. there's no reason to be afraid to try anything. Try mm-hmm. it. If you don't like it, throw it away. Try it again. You yep. know, whatever. But I, I feel like unsalted butter is against my religion. Um, <laughs> I only use salted butter. <laughs> you only use salted butter. I only, only, only use salted butter. Wow! And I'm telling you, when it it when it cooking is a little different from baking. Mm-hmm. But when you're baking, I'm telling you, if you taste something and you're like, oh, it kind of tastes empty, it's because they used unsalted butter. 
Okay. If you taste something and you like, damn, that was good. That tastes like mama made it. All right, we we, we going too we going too deep into your secrets here. Because <laughs> I I am I will open up a beignet shop right next to you with salted <laughs> butter in my dough. <laughs> I, I i hate bacon with a passion i'm i'm a cook cook <laughs> so, you know you never have to worry about that homie but um so uh and i kind of see similar patterns with us because it kind of seems like you're a glutton for punishment. You opened up a beignet pop-up in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of art and fair mall. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I think you might be a little worse than me. <laughs> Like every time, like I, I'm over at Art and Fair. We, I've saw you a couple times, but it's like a celebrity's in the building. Well, you are a celebrity. People taking photos. You know, you over there doing your thing. Like, what in the hell were you thinking when you opened up in the middle of a pandemic in Art and Fair Mall? I was thinking these festivals are fun, but again, I don't like the cold. So I'm not standing outside. <laughs> yes, we, we saw each other in a windstorm right. over, uh, over in Berkeley. <laughs> Jesus. That was horrible. <laughs> it was so cold out there for no reason. And I was like, you know what? Nope, I'm going inside. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find it inside and go in there. Yeah. And, you know, Arden Mall, a friend of mine actually at work was like, have you thought about Arden Mall for the holidays? And I was like, no, but I will now. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we gave them a call and they were like, yeah, we have a space for you to look at. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah. And it just happened to be the old hot dog on a stick mm-hmm. that had all the stuff that I needed. Great location there. Like, great location. Look at God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, if if Arden called me and they told me to pick a place, it'll be right there. That is a great location at that mall. Um, Thank you. And we actually just launched for everyone who is missing the cream cakes. Um, a new item went on the menu today. Um, it's our waffle cakes. Ooh, so, yeah, okay. we added two flavors and um and added the waffle cake so now you can pick from six different flavors you can get beignets the two standard size beignets Mm -hmm. or you can get mini beignets with Mm -hmm. all the stuff on it or you can get a waffle cake okay all the stuff on it and the waffle cake is our vanilla butter cake Mm -hmm. and it's amazing Okay. I like yeah. it. I like it. Stuff. All right. So we're going we gonna to get to our next segment here. It's our uh, top five. You ready to play a few games? Ooh, okay. All right. Here we go. Top five of your all-time dessert, favorite desserts. Ooh. 
that would be apple pie. Oh, yeah. I love apple pie. Um, the Costco one uh, or making no. it? <laughs> oh, I don't make pie. That's why, that's why I make cake. I like pie. If I make pie, I would be 500 pounds. <laughs> but no, the real pie company on 24th and Broadway, mm. amazing pie. Okay. There. Yeah, they have a uh, pie that they call a consuela. It's like a mix between a sweet potato and a pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. Oof. That is amazing. I always um, look at that building like I'm gonna stop there one day. I'm gonna do it now. Need to, I'm okay. You walk in there and it smells like you walked into pie crust, and it Ooh. feels it smells warm and delicious in there. Mm. Uh, I love that spot. All and right. then, um, but for apple pie, I like the Marie Callender's Dutch apple pie. Okay. Yeah. From your grocery store. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna lie. That's a good one for sure. Uh, number two will probably be well actually that would be number three would be because it would be the Consuela pie from the real pie company what's in Consuela pie pie? that's the one I just said was cross between pumpkin and sweet potato oh okay sorry yeah they only they only have it seasonally though Mm -hmm. Um, and then after that I love um, Japanese cream puffs Mm -hmm. because they have the crispy top Mm mm-hmm Delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, chocolate chip cookies. There is nothing like a well-made chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> mm. I swear my handful God. Do you, do you put nuts chocolate. in your cookies and your chocolate chip? Don't mess up my chocolate chip cookie now. Ah. That's it. I don't want a peanut butter chocolate chip. I don't want chocolate chip and macadamia. I don't want nothing ah. but chocolate chip cookie. Just okay. your basic delicious chocolate chip cookie. Uh, and I need a fifth dessert. Oh, shoot. I don't know. Uh, uh, waffle cakes. <laughs> <I'm trying. laughs> it's on my mind, so I just throw it out there. <laughs> hey, okay. Top five Sacramento dessert spots. All right. I think you already said one, the the Apple Pie Company on 24th and Broadway. I'll probably be there later today. (laughs) Yep. Um, Frog and Slim. Frog and Slim. Okay. Frog and Slim has an espresso creme brulee Mm. that you do not want to die before you try it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) They're amazing. Um, Let me see. Shoot. I don't know. I don't eat very much dessert because... I make it too much. Yes. And I don't eat my own stuff. You know, you don't get high off your own supply. I eat a lot of fried but, chicken, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's fried chicken. <laughs> Who don't eat a lot of fried chicken? <laughs> um, of course, Spider Monkey's Dessert Studio is my favorite dessert Of course. Spot. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, let me see. You know what? And again, because Spider Monkey, you know, I, I'm I'm very partial to my own desserts. But Louisiana Heaven, um, I've just started stocking their case temporarily while okay. Miss um, Terry is out. Okay. But Terry does desserts, does amazing desserts as well, mm-hmm. and she's usually the one who stocks um, Louisiana Heaven. So that's a great place to go get dessert too if you got a sweet tooth. Okay. Um, and then I don't know. I don't really know. After, oh, no. See, I would say uh, Divine Gelateria. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. It has amazing gelato. I just don't know if they're still open. So hopefully they are. I don't know. But go check them out. Knock on their window and say, hey. Yes. Give me that salted caramel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So at the end of every episode, we come in hot on any subject that you want to talk about. It could be politics. Uh, you're a woman of God, so it could be religious. It could be anything that you want. And before I before I say this, I'm going to tell you, after I say it's time for you to come in hot, that's when you come in hot. Okay. Because <laughs> everybody just like <laughs> stares at me after this. So. <laughs> okay. So, Jamie of Spider Monkey Dessert Studio, it is time to come in hot. What you got, Jamie? I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in hot about something that is very near and dear to me business. I mm. love business. Okay. But one thing that I will come in hot on is do your research and don't be afraid of success Mm. because one of the things that I found out is that a lot of people are afraid of success because it comes with a lot of responsibility, Mm -hmm. more taxes. It comes with employees. It comes with having to deal with the state, the county, the city, and nobody wants to do that. Mm -hmm. And, but if you want to be successful, these are things that you have to do. Give those people a call. They're really not out to get you. Mm-hmm. They will help you and mm-hmm. answer all of the questions that you have. And if you're looking to start your business, do not, uh, like, I would have been so much further along had I done that sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, because nobody ever told me. It's always, no, do it under the table. Hide your money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't, because they're going to ask for all your whatever. No, just get out there, do it right if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because what they're not going to teach you is how to actually be a business. They yeah. don't care if you know how to be a technician. Mm-hmm. They don't care if you know how to do hair or if you know how to make a chicken sandwich mm-hmm. or if you know how to make a cake. Mm-hmm. They don't care if you know that. You can know that all day long. You could be the best at doing it. And they're, they're whatever, as long as you never learn how to make an actual business out of it. Mm-hmm. Because that's when you become a threat. When you actually have your paperwork in order and you paying your taxes and you qualify for loans and grants and all these other programs and all that, and you're able to build your business and have all that stuff in order, that's when you become a threat. Yeah. If you want to become a threat, dive headfirst into all that. Yep. Don't be afraid of it. Don't hide your money. Pay your taxes. Mm-hmm. Do all that so that you can actually grow and become something in this world other than just a hustle. Spider Monkey was a hustle for a long time, mm-hmm. and it's just now becoming a business. Mm-hmm. And you see how quickly it happens when you actually get your stuff together. Yep. Mm. That's hot. That's hot. Whoo, shit. <laughs> um, that's a whole nother episode. I got a lot to say about it, but <laughs> I can't get too deep into it. But you are a hundred percent correct. I was somebody that got into the food truck industry, listened to food truck guys, and down the road, they always find you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is one of those things where, you know, luckily I had my dad and my stepmom, like, they had my back, and they didn't let me do as much as I wanted to do because mm-hmm. it was their business too. So yeah. I learned from them. The same thing that you said, but 
Jamie, thank you so much for coming on. Anything else you need to say, go ahead and plug everything you need to plug. Socials. Don't be giving your phone number out, girl, but you know, <laughs> get, uh, give it, get that, get out of uh, Instagram so you get some of them DMs from these guys listening. Right. Go ahead. Not my DM. But you, can, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Spider Monkeys Dessert Studio. And before I go, I would be remiss if I did not say thank you to my mommy and daddy for always <laughs> having my back. And also to my sister, Love Demel, because she is one of the biggest parts as far as Spider Monkey being able to grow as far as a business is concerned and getting all my stuff together because mm-hmm. she keeps me in order. All right. And you know, I, I cannot forget to say thank you and I love you for that. Um she's always in my corner. Mm-hmm. So but uh that's it. All right. So for coming in hot, you can holler at me at coming in hot at coming in hot chef cease if you want to direct message me at uh, at nash and proper at nash and if you want to go to our new spot in elk grove look on our website www.nashandproper.com to order those beautiful delicious hot chicken sandwiches if you're in the sacramento area (laughs) for coming in hot this is chef cease see you next week Oh, hold on. Producer Ash will kill me if I didn't say, please follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. All right. See you next week. Peace. Love ya.